The Star Boys are back in town. The Star Boys are back in town. <laughs> the Star Boys are back in town. There's a Ferrari on the turf at Spartan Stadium, and Tuck isn't the only one coming. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined, as always, by the man who is coming off the longest episode of Can't Read, Can't Write ever (laughs) recorded, Kevin Grek. And back this week is Alex Blum exclusively to keep us over 90 minutes. You got it wrong. Well, we'll see how this shakes out. Uh... Plum, how was your benefit for TBA? TBA. Actually, it was for TWA, the now defunct airline. Um, <laughs> we were there raising money, just hoping that we could get more pilots in the air to take off some of the weight on these poor stranded flyers. Is there really anything sadder than someone waiting in a Delta lounge for a flight that's been delayed for a fourth time? We don't think so. Is this happening? I'm not familiar with these news stories. I don't know. Uh, probably. I, probably. I, I, I assume this I assume is somewhere in the universe. Folks being stranded on Delta flights uh, while luggage is being taken off to lighten the load uh, yeah. for takeoff. Yeah. So, Ooh. Ooh. And then the luggage doesn't arrive. That's a Why thing. should it? Why should it? The thing is, I never have a problem checking my bag unless there's a connecting flight. Because well, once I there's a connecting flight, it's you, over. Oh. It's guaranteed not to get it yeah yeah oh we're putting it on a different plane get out of here yeah that plane is going somewhere else yeah uh anyway uh, uh thank you of course everyone for listening if we could ask a small favor please share the pod with spartans in your life uh the bigger favor to ask though is please rate review and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts and of course follow us on twitter and instagram at spartan underscore pod plump what are we doing this week Gentlemen, we will head behind the green wall where football always leads. We have Starboys Part 2 as we talk about commitments that have come in this week. Cannot wait to unpack these gentlemen one after the other. We will talk about basketball where the inimitable Mike Garland has announced his retirement. What, oh, what will we do? Great announcement out of softball. We will step off Grand River to talk a little bit about how much C.J. Carr hates his grandfather. Back! For the first time in a long time, we have our Vireo not a sponsor, and I think we are going to be excited to hear from them. And then, as always, we'll end by taking your Twitter questions. Great rundown. I need to do a quick uh, shot in the arm. We're, we're started a little bit later than normal, uh, and I want to give a shout-out to listener up. Mike Jones. Listener Mike Jones! Some Foggy Mountain Bonfire, a cinnamon-flavored wow. whiskey out of Boyne Falls, Michigan. So. Wow, local Michigan uh, open. There it goes. Down oh. the hatch. Oh. Down the hatch. And? Ooh. Oh. That is, uh, that's like Big Red. Big Red. That's oh. got some, like, legit cinnamon heat to it. I like that. Take a hike, Fireball. We on that Big Red now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I've got what's, a, it, uh, what's, what's it called again? It's the Foggy Mountain Bonfire, and then later on, I'm going to try the Revel Stoke Hot Box, uh, which is also a cinnamon-flavored whiskey. Oh, someone's got to type. Another one. Uh, Real someone, 
someone may have told listener Mike Jones about your uh, proclivity for Fireball. And so he may have done all that he could. I'll say this about Foggy Mountain. Uh, it is a lot cleaner. Oh. Like you get that uh, syrupy linger on Fireball. You do. Uh, you you get the cinnamon linger to be sure on the Fireball. <laughs> but it is, uh, you don't have that like this is good Robitussin syrup mm. uh, lingering. Mm. So mm. anyway, let's head behind the green wall and uh, do that football thing. Uh, so this was week two of official visit season. And the star power for this week might have been even greater than last week. Uh, since we last chatted, uh, we have three commitments, but I think we should take a beat on the commitments. And Kevin, you were saying before we started recording that you were extremely disappointed with the glitz and glam oh, great! these official visits. The beautiful thing about recording the podcast is sometimes your first or second impulse doesn't appear here. Uh, but when you still share that first or second impulse with nobody your knew that you actually said that it was a bit. Uh, I have to admit, I, I, I at first, for the people that don't know that are on Twitter all the time, uh, which I don't know how you found that show of this show if you're not. Um, Tuck's got a Ferrari, a Rolls, and a G wagon on the on the turf over at Spartan it Stadium. It was sick. <laughs> And it just recruits hanging out in them, taking pictures, blowing up Instagram stories, all that stuff. Uh, and I'll admit, if I were the one recruiting, my recruiting process would look a lot more like D'Antonio's, where <laughs> I believe... Um, There'd be a, a Nature Valley granola bar? <laughs> yeah. And uh, guys would be would be given a nice brisk walk around campus, you know, or they stop by at the 4-H children's gardens because these are <laughs> high school youths. And uh, I could not be a coach in college football these days. I would get annihilated on the recruiting front. Uh, but now I'm not old man yelling at cloud anymore. I appreciate it. And there is no doubt how effective it is. That is for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, Plum, I don't think you, I mean, I don't see something, I, I've not seen something quite like this from another program. This seemed to be a bit, and I've heard stories of like picking recruits up from the airport in crazy cars. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> well, so there was something, uh, was it Lane Kiffin had, had tweeted out this uh, best dressed list? Oh, of yes. uh, of D one coaches, uh, power so five did, coaches. So did Michigan State uh, football from Big Game Boomer, who is just a dude who tweets out lists, <laughs> who just makes lists, makes so and tweets his own lists. <laughs> uh, so so and 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 there he is, Mel Tucker, number one, right? And but Lane Kiffin, who came in third, I think, said something like, "Wow, he even beat the King, Nick Saban." And I thought, is Nick Nick Saban well dressed? Would would anyone describe? I mean, he wears khakis as much as uh, fucking whoever Harboff. I was going to so, say, this is a list that features Harbaugh, I believe at number 12 or something. Like yeah. That. So I'm like, so There's what are we really talking there. What about? What are we doing? Yeah. I don't, so nothing really makes sense, but I, but the point remains that the guy has style, he has panache. So, you know, he gets very intuitively what it is that drives these guys in terms of the optics, the illusion, the power, the success, the prestige, the status. He's catering to that symbolism. And if that's what guys want, they can see themselves reflected back in it. That's a huge deal. Yeah. 
and it and it gets a ton of uh, fan engagement. You know yeah. the it's not. You know, there's the uh, decision tree workflow thing uh, about like, should you treat it, tweet it, or recruit? Um, which the answer is always no. It's no, <laughs> but but the the I, you know, I think ultimately, it, particularly now in the name, image, and likeness era, that the amount of social social media cachet that you have, yeah, matters to brands, and so fan engagement mm-hmm. with a photo shoot um, or an offer is important to these recruits. It's it's not only a, like, could I be a star there, but there might literally be a monetary correlation uh, to, to fan engagement. And so producing something like this, right, is, it, it's A, about driving your fan engagement. And then B, I think we were talking about this before we were recording, it's also about securing other official visits. Yes. Because you are then telling other kids who have not visited Michigan State. Mm. And and the fact that Mel Tucker last week had the, the Wagoneer and then said, I can do better. Right. <laughs> right. Like, yes. That it's not lost on me that that's not, it's not just for the audience that's in front of you. It's for other people who are not there yet. Yep. Yeah. The audience is also the 2024 kids that Tuck wants to get on campus next year. Which you'll um, notice all those offers are going out right now. Yeah. Yeah. So there's uh, there's a lot of visibility on this. The other thing, we have to give fandom some credit here in the same way that we chided them a little bit for participation in the uh, in the spring game. From third parties, I have seen multiple report that MSU Twitter engagement is somewhere in the top 10 nationally. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, MSU, MSU Twitter is elite. Yeah, likes to call itself elite or call itself undefeated. I've seen them melt down over the smallest things, so I would, <laughs> I would just maybe pause That's on that. Twitter, uh, but the engagement is there. Other programs are taking notice, and third parties are taking notice as well. So, if you know that is a huge support to the program, especially one that is, you know, innovating in this, and it is innovating. Like truly what Tuck is doing right now is innovative. So um, got to give a, a round of applause as someone that mm. does not like or retweet or do any of those things. I appreciate all of you out there that are doing that. Yeah. And to be clear, it, I, I when I say that I think engaging with recruits in a, I think it should be pretty superficial. Like if you want to, if you want to click the like button, that's yeah. great. Yeah. If you want to retweet, that's great. If you want to give, give a follow, that's awesome. If you want to give a reply that's a go green, that's all great, right? Yeah. What is still and will always be unacceptable is if they do not choose your school, do not tweet at them. Oh, <laughs> sure. we're past that, though. That's just never going to happen again. Yeah, never, never, never. <laughs> uh, Mel Tucker will land uh, class sizes in the 200s from here on out. Um, so let's talk about the commitments and... Uh, I want to do it in reverse order as it appears on the outline here. Mm. Um, So, Greg, I want you to take Chance Rucker because uh, the thing that you said last week happens indeed happened to Mr. Rucker. Rucker. As I as I observed in our uh, group chat, a man once told me time is a flat circle. I've seen it once. I've seen it a thousand times. Uh, (laughs) Chance Rucker out of Denton, Texas. uh, Six. 
Denton, Denton Dix. 6'1", uh, expects to be in the defensive secondary, uh, committed earlier this week. He is a 24-7 sports composite four-star, but now been been knocked down to a three-star by 24-7 sports. Boo! Hiss! And uh, what's really significant about this and the class that Tuck is putting together here is the geographic diversity mm-hmm. in this. Like, the number of, of overall recruits that D'Antonio even targeted was probably, in Texas, was probably smaller than the number that Tuck will get commitments this in this class yes uh and we always already by the way yes 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 we always talk about peerless we don't three, three. focus on the stars as much as we can uh and this peerless is pretty good you've got your arkansas you've got your baylors you've got your floridas you've got your kentuckys you've got your miamis you've got nebraska you've got oklahoma state you got mm-hmm. Ole miss you got texas themselves you got a&m on here um in terms of peerless, we're not seeing some of the teams that we were seeing a couple of years ago uh, on here. I mean, this yeah. is a big get. I remember our first year, that 2020 class that ended up being Mel's, but, oh, woof, that was rough. <laughs> remember the, the, some of those? The, the spin that we were doing. The head-to-head recruiting against, uh, uh, against uh, uh, who was it? It doesn't matter. I'm killing it right now. Um, Kentucky, Cincinnati. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about Kentucky in particular. Uh, was a, a huge bummer. But um, this is a massive commitment. Um, however, he did get that that drop. Now, some of that is guys are getting ranked higher. If MSU's seen guys get bumps, some of their recruits getting bumps, it means that necessarily someone's got to drop down. Mm. But you know it's always going to be an MSU well, his, recruit. His, uh, his star level doesn't have to drop down. I think it mm-hmm. does, because I think the way 24-7 does it is the top 20 or 5, the top 300 or 4, everything mm-hmm. after that is like 3 or 2 or 1 or whatever. Well, there's only, there's only a set number of 5s and 4-star, uh, you know, uh, guys sure. to go around. Uh, but well, speaking of people who got bumps, Plum, talk to me about Demetrius Bell. Demetrius Bell, uh, wide receiver, class of 2023, very excited. Four star in both rivals and 24 uh, 7 sports composite, just under 90th percentile. Now, his peers, uh, in terms of offers, not quite as good, I guess you could He's say. He's a rising star. Rising star, that's fine. At least he hasn't been downgraded. Uh, but, uh, it looks like the, the, he had Arkansas state, uh, Michigan was on here, Kentucky, LSU. So, I mean, uh, he had, he had some good offers, Tennessee, Ole Miss, um, Penn state, Penn state. Yep. Yep. Uh, Arkansas state. Why does Arkansas, when I think of Arkansas state, why do I think of John L. Smith? He was at Arkansas. Arkansas. That's why. Okay. Well, close where he, uh, he told the reporter to smile, smile. Smile. Good for him. Really good. For it was him. Arkansas. It was a dude. He <laughs> was a dude. Yeah. This well, wasn't sexual harassment. Yeah. No. Lady, ladies aren't allowed. It. That's right. Yeah. In yeah. Arkansas. One way to prevent sexual harassment is a glass ceiling. Well, um, very upsetting. That's the, that's the Michigan but, hockey way. 
<laughs> but Demetrius Bell, anyway, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, six foot one, one hundred seventy five pounds. Come through with those great hands. Uh, all right, and then last up is the most recent commit, Jordan Hall, six two, two twenty five, out of IMG Academy, which we have talked about here on before, but is truly a school built just for sport. Just for sport. Uh, Good for them. Yeah, uh, is a really hard hitting linebacker who can who can cover the field well. Uh, you know, it seems to have a you know from highlight tapes anyway a, a good eye for diagnosing um, the you know the field of play. Uh, he is 194th overall in the nation, 14th best linebacker in the class of 2023, and is the 39th best prospect out of uh, the state of Florida. I wonder how many of his peers at IMG Academy occupy those spots above him. Yeah, I was going to uh, say the same it's thing. It's probably largely, mostly his team. Uh, the uh, His offer list is pretty incredible. Florida, Michigan, North Carolina, Notre Dame, Arizona State, Arkansas, Auburn, Maryland, Miami, Mississippi State, Penn State, South Carolina, Vatek, Wisconsin. Duke, uh, was Duke on that list? Duke is a school of interest, but technically not offered. At Duke. Ah. Um, so uh, uh, real cool. We got to see some video of Jordan Hall actually announcing his commitment to mm-hmm. uh, while he was on campus. Uh, I think I saw a bit of um, conversation with his mom, uh, which was really interesting. Uh, her perspective on on what Mel Tucker's doing, which is to say that it's not as much as we were talking about the the cars on the field that that the the weekend that they they create there is a, is about a lot more than just a photo shoot um mm. and so anyway uh this is a, a huge pickup was a, a real priority piece i think it might have been nearly top of the board for michigan state if not literally top of the board huge interest for yeah. they were really targeting this dude uh also of note he has upcoming official visits to both notre dame and michigan uh i don't know if it's has been or has yeah, I don't know. Tuck will let kids go through with those. D'Antonio yeah. wouldn't. D'Antonio would cut ties with a recruit that went on an official visit somewhere else. Um, he also, my my understanding is, didn't accept commitments on official visits. He wanted kids to go home, talk it over with their families over dinner, and then they would, you know, check back in a few days later. So stupid. Um, <laughs> like it. Get <laughs> you work in sales. Always be closing. Always sales. Be sales happens closing. around me. I don't work in sales. Well, but you're sales adjacent, right? I and see you would sales agree. Take place. Yeah. Always be closing. Uh, and I think if you can get a verbal on the call, you take it. I don't think you tell the client. You know what? Sit on it for a couple days. <laughs> right. Let's see. Can we get you on the calendar for next Wednesday, Are next you Friday sure afternoon? You work with us? And then we can, you know, go over the financials one more time. I'm not sure I want to take your money quite yet. Yeah. Uh, real, real, Mark, real fucking dumb. All right. Uh, so, look, that's, uh, if we can take a, a broader step back for a second, that is yes. three star, three, four stars in a week. Uh, that means that the class of uh, 2023 so far has one, two, three, four, five, six, six four stars and a very adjacent to four star uh, Jonathan Slack. Um, 
So yeah, six four stars, two three stars. Off to a decent start. And we're lifting this from other you know professionals, uh, but I believe it was Pouncy that pointed out that MSU had a total six four stars in D'Antonio's last four. Yeah, it sounds right. Classes, something yep. like that. Uh, he can keep going back to this well. He can just keep pushing those dates further and further back. Yes. Well, but then you run into 2016. Maybe because of the asterisk that comes with 2016, you just hop right over that one. I mean, it's entirely possible that this class ends up being... The, the next step is this class is better than 2016. Um, and then, indeed, you just start compounding that stuff. Um, so number 14 overall right now... I don't, I'm guessing someone's going to ask this question in the Twitter questions, but let's let's do it now. Speculation. Does the class remain here? Does it elevate or does it fall down as kids, you know, shuffle into other programs? Well, Kevin, Northwestern is number four in the country and Cincinnati is number five. And that's because Cincinnati has two four stars and 15 three stars. Yeah, I guess we're at that time. Yeah. Where volume <laughs> is the most important thing. Correct. I think we're going to climb. Yeah. I mean, if even if we filled out the rest of the class with just three stars, we would indeed rank higher than both Cincinnati and Northwestern. And how sad for Northwestern, really. Yeah. Uh, though, you know, I think what's most sad for them is that recruiting season appears to be done for them. Like, they, they don't get to savor... The commitments throughout the summer. Ah. This is a bummer for them. That that's when the real competition is is you know in the summer and into the fall. The games not that important actually. Secondary. These feelings right now. This is what counts. Uh, I, I feel like this is something that Michigan fans have told me before. That was a reference <laughs> to that thinly veiled knock on that team down the road. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's transition to some hoops, shall we? Yeah. Yes. Big announcement. This is big. a big announcement. Very big. Yeah, uh, so Mike Garland retires, correct? Tell yeah. me who Mike Garland was. Well, Mike Garland was, in many ways, Tom Izzo's right-hand man for a long period of time. Oh, I think he was only... Very like, long. I think we talked about this last week. You know, you can go to any... Highlight reel, you can go to any inside the locker room, like celebration video. OG's there somewhere. He's just hiding in the back. You you can find him. He's like Waldo, man. Uh, and he, I think, as we've established already on the podcast, was no longer in a technical coaching right. role right. in the way that he could recruit or he was special like, assistant, to special assistant to Tom Izzo. Um, but uh, he, a huge Huge part of this program for such a long period of time. I think he only was away from it for like a year or two. I didn't read his whole bio, but basically my entire fandom, he's been there. And I don't know about you guys, but we speculate about when Tom Izzo retires. I see that, you know, Tom Izzo's already seeing his peer group retire. Now he's seeing guys on his staff that he's been with the entire time retire. That's it. This is an angle that we didn't really consider when we were voicing our frustration in the coaching search. And, you know, I let's, let's, let's name this Garland himself in the piece in the free press that Chris Lari wrote, particularly called out the fact that he expected 
that he and Tom would be retiring together and sort of mm. proverbially riding off into the sunset arm in arm. Uh, I added that part. So there's something about this. I know he had some familial stuff. Uh, his, his son has been hospitalized. I think he's doing some introspection around family and mm-hmm. making the most of the, you know, the time that we have and mm-hmm. um, certainly earned this, but there is absolutely something to be said for the fact that uh, at some point, don't you start to look around and go, where are my peers? Yeah. Where are the guys that I've been coaching with or coaching against for the past 10, 20, 30 years? You know, at a certain point, you you have to assume like that. I wonder if this doesn't expedite Izzo's thinking, if not his timeline. Well, the good news is, and this is one of those, you know, uh, one of the benefits of the coaching staff that he's assembled that we didn't yeah. talk about before was there is a great deal of other familiarity that he has with the rest of that staff. So there maybe that slack gets picked up a little bit. We'll see who replaces him. Everyone on Twitter and on the message boards are speculating Tum Tum Naren because he was in such consideration for the Ah. the full bench role. Uh, I think that would probably be a nice little bridge for Tom. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see who lands in this gig. I don't know if he wants it. And but here's the thing: is this something that has to be filled? I mean, let's talk about this. This is not a recruiting role. This is a role. I think Garland probably told Izzo a year or so ago, maybe two years ago. Listen, dude, aren't we both thinking that this is going to happen pretty soon? Mm-hmm. It seems to me this is something that Garland had already kind of prepared for himself, which is why he said, "Make the space, get me out of the recruiting role, let me come work with you." They've known each other since they were playing at Northern. Yeah. So. This seems more like the role, and this is not like, not that Garland needs any favors or, you know, I don't think that's what it is. I think this was Izzo being like, you are important to me. Your contributions are meaningful to our program. Please don't retire yet. I will create a role for you. Whether or how that role needs to be filled, I wouldn't be surprised if Izzo doesn't fill it. Well, Izzo's had someone in this role before. There was a guy, oh, don't remember Monty held the recruiting role before. Yeah, uh, but he had a special assistant for a long time. There's a dude from Lansing that uh, whose name I'm failing to remember. White dude. Um, cool. Anyway, that's why. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, it's it's interesting. Does this actually, though, the familiar the familial thing aside, maybe this does indicate to us Garland's not expecting him to hang it up mm. for a few more years. I don't know. Yeah, I I mean, either way, it, it seems like it was at least a, I mean, he took a step back, right? And, yeah. and, uh, and I assume that, that I don't, I don't think Izzo's not been interviewing for this role. Like, I assume he's already done some interviewing. Um, I, I think it's also worth mentioning that Mike Garland, by all accounts, was also the guy who was closest with players. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, knew about their personal lives, uh, was there at the door at 8 a.m. to make sure they got to class, right? Like, um, so I wouldn't be entirely surprised if it, it maybe not the uh, same age, but if indeed probably quite younger, but if if there's there's something to that needs to be replaced on staff. Yeah. Um, so 
word on the street anyway, from what I've heard, is that uh, Tom Izzo is going to be hiring somebody who's coming from a non-Blue Blood Power 5 school. Uh, it will be entirely outside the family. Hmm. Um, what? I haven't seen it. I haven't yeah. seen the speculation. Where, where are these? Uh, give us more. Uh, comp. Tim Comperoni. Oh, really? Yep. So, Did you give a name? No. Uh, so anyway, we'll see if that ends up being true. Uh, I would be surprised that that ended up being true, but that is yes. that is what what's been said. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, if I think I will say this: if Tom Izzo got someone on the bench who he was familiar with, but went out and got someone for recruiting, yeah, who was from a maybe a scrappier school had to prove themselves does right? mel tucker have a nephew <laughs> help is yeah it's, it's mel tucker's son uh he's, he's fine lansing catholic uh del and, del tucker let's do it uh so anyway you know i think if if that ends up being the higher right then maybe that in some ways satiates some of the the bloodlust from the fan base for for folks outside of the family Yes. Uh, that the person you're having to come run recruiting, maybe be closest with the players is not from the Izzo family, then like, oh, all right. That's that's different. Mm-hmm. Didn't see that coming. Um, no. And that, that might be the ultimately the better fit for that outside the family hire anyway. But we yeah. need to Tom Izzo to actually do that. So we'll see. So we'll see. Speaking of outside the family hires, uh, there's been moves. I'm excited about this. In softball. Uh, Long overdue. Um, (laughs) Because of the losing. (laughs) So we've got Sharonda McDonald Kelly as our new head coach. And she has some of Of the smallest shoes to fill I've ever seen. (laughs) Uh, it's all upside. It is all upside, all here. upside. You do not have to worry about a legacy that you have to uphold. Yeah. Uh, it's. People talk about like the, uh, you know, being the hire after Mark D'Antonio or right. who, who replaces Tom Izzo or even like trying to get a transfer after Kenneth Walker. None of that is at issue. <laughs> None of that is in play. Not even a little bit. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that softball team, uh, historically bad over a historically long, sure. over its entire history, so, a lot of history. Sharonda is, uh, uh, you know, started her career, uh, 04 to 07 at Texas A&M. Uh, what I love, apparently a fearsome base runner. Uh, so might mean I, I've not watched any of her coaching, but, uh, might mean that their uh, terrors on the base path would be, would be pretty cool. A lot of fun. Uh, did some volunteering, did some assistant coaching. What's What seems to be the common thread is wherever she went, there was winning that happened. Um, mm. And then got her uh, head coaching gig at uh, Campbell University, where she led their team to two back-to-back tur- NCAA tournament appearances, which is more than MSU softball can say. Yep. Uh, so, uh, I, I love this hire, uh, like I'm really 
kind of excited to see what happens here. And let's let's also note that Sharonda McDonald Kelly is only the second black uh, woman coach in Big Ten softball uh, after Illinois' uh, Tyra Perry, uh, who was the Big Ten's first black head softball coach. And of there are only 24 black head coaches, men and women, um, in the last decade in NCAA softball. Really? So yes. So when you talk about position, when you talk about presence, when you talk about offering and representing, uh, giving visibility to a large percentage of the women who play softball in the NCAA, this is incredibly important uh, at the D one level. At the D one level. Sorry, let me let me clarify that number. But suffice it to say, um, I think it's fantastic for Michigan State um, to elevate the profile of a of a person who, as we say, has very little to do to be successful uh, in terms of a historical comparison, but I'm sure will be incredibly successful in her own right. And I think it's fantastic for the university to be a trendsetter in this space is as well as they have been in football in many other areas. So fantastic choice by Alan Haller confirmed, sorry, confirmed listener, Alan Haller. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the athletics department doing kind of crushing it on representation. Uh, yeah. It's great to see. Um, all right. We should talk about name, image, and likeness for a second. Yeah. So there's, speaking of social media, uh, there was an announcement (laughs) this week. uh, Kind of out of nowhere and like very low key. I'm also not familiar. I'm not surprised that this exists, but I'm not familiar with this on other programs. But essentially uh, what I'm gathering is some of the players uh, have put together or subscribed to some kind of, of platform which allows almost like a Patreon type of yes. thing is what I'm I'm gathering from this, where you subscribe and you have greater access to players in terms of asking them direct questions, open rooms on social media, on Twitter, on, on Discord, probably not Discord, wherever that's happening. Uh, wherever the so, white supremacists live. <laughs> that's, that's what you want. You go to where the people are. Uh, so very exciting. I, I think it's a little light on detail right now. This is just sort of an initial announcement type of situation. So but this indeed names... doesn't exist elsewhere. Okay. This is like, this is pioneering. So much innovation in this episode. Uh, the idea is cool though. And the uh, the names that are attached to it. You know, it was initially announced. I saw it from Xavier Henderson. Um, yeah. But then others uh, have announced it, their participation in it as well. So it's, I mean, it's definitely it, not name, image, and likeness. No, no, that is name, image, and likeness. <laughs> I guess. I, I guess. Yeah. They're, I think that more is like a sponsorship thing, but sure. They are. You, they're getting paid for their time in an actual way. Right. Yeah. Like, I, and that's, I think, I think name, image, and likeness is a little bit misleading, right? But like, it, th- this is them getting paid for their time in a meet, like. For their time, for their. For who they are as like. Their personhood, yeah. Quasi-celebrities. And, mm-hmm. and like, as compared to a collective, which is just sort of like funneling money to them, it, you know, a, a booster collective, right? Mm-hmm. That this is. They created this, so a there's no middle person there, right? To to sort of mm. shave off costs and profits, but the there is 
like in the same way that if you wanted to get signed autographs, right? Like, sure, yeah, it's your your signature, but like it's your time that you're paying mm-hmm. for. And so yeah. I think this is awesome and innovative and you know, hopefully hopefully successful. Yeah. Like if they can if in the way that we talk about MSU being uh Twitter being elite, if this can translate into participation, I mean Hell, you might displace the entire 24-7 message board because you yep. can just talk to the players. Didn't we, though, just tell everyone not to interact with the players earlier? Recruits. <laughs> recruits. 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 It's okay. very it's different. different. It's very, very different. Which is why I can say all the things I have about Max Christie and uh, not and feel I heard, uh, bad about it. Uh, Joey Hauser is joining the EL Nemi and Mitchell Likeness Club. There's Good for him! him. I just was waiting for <laughs> I didn't know if that was going to make you more or less likely to subscribe. This is your chance for an If audience. you can tell Joey how you really feel on any given night. Uh, All let's right. Let's head off Grand River. Yes. And let's talk Briefly. about the opposite of this. Yeah. <laughs> So we all recall that a couple of weeks ago, Ryan Day walked into the, uh, into the, a group of people. Yeah. It, who may or may not have had money. Uh, down in Columbus and said, Hey guys, would it be interesting for you to know that I think we need about $13 million in name, image, and likeness contributions to keep this team together? Well, wouldn't you know it? Things are starting to happen. <laughs> and that includes an additional half a million towards his donor drive. Now, is this just that that slush fund type of? Oh, I I approach? didn't track it down. I just assumed that this was like a PBS fundraising thing that that Ryan Day Telethon. was showing up and yes, it's just like I need your He's money. He's man in the, the phones. He's got <laughs> phones. They're all ringing in front of him. He keeps picking them up. Each eyebrow is answering a phone. <laughs> no, I can't with the eyebrows. I can't. They're in different zip codes. It's not okay. Oh my god, it's like those political ads. I'm coming to you today because I need your support. Poor Bernie. Poor Ryan Day. Poor everyone. Uh but yeah, I, I just wanted to do a brief touch base that like lo a week after, here's a half mil. Uh I think we should also take a second to talk about CJ Carr, uh class of 2024. Uh, commits to Notre Dame, a grandson of Lloyd Carr. Yeah, you might recognize that last name. Uh, <laughs> picture picture of Lloyd and CJ wearing Notre Dame caps, which gives me joy in a way that I cannot describe. Uh, my favorite, Kevin, though, mm-hmm. is, so we talk about the uh, uh, the Michigan responsive, oh, we cooled on him, right? Yeah. So you got a lot of that and they say it's because we favored Dante Moore. Oh, I love it. Do you know what class Dante Moore is in? Not in the same class. Different class. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> Truly leaders and best, Kevin. <laughs> Truly leaders and best over there. Yes, I did see all of the mental gymnastics that were pulled for justifying how this actually benefits the program in the long term. The uh, dumbest people. Yep. Uh, anyway, good luck to him. He was offered by MSU. He didn't choose MSU either. He did take a number of visits, which honestly impressive. But I can take pride in knowing that our fan base didn't need to 
convince themselves of uh you know yeah, whatever it is i honestly do. i think it was a little bit like uh it's a good day when michigan state wins football it's a great day when michigan also loses it it, <laughs> it, it was a little bit of this is great <laughs> i'm yeah. fine with i'm fine with this uh plum we have a not a sponsor uh and i i just want to go ahead and say you know we ragged on you for a benefit for tba but twa but yeah what people don't know is that it was plum driving up down to florida down to florida to find uh another man in khakis who's looking a lot healthier and a lot happier so much so much better heart health it turns out now that he's stepped away from the reins in East Lansing coaching the young men of the football program but we are excited this week gentlemen to announce an exclusive sponsor not a sponsorship with the NIL program that has been created by our very own Mark D'Antonio yeah Mark inspired by this new era of football that we have entered into has started an NIL to draw hidden gems out of the great plains of Ohio. (laughs) 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 Gonna go to where those two stars are in Ohio. Luring, luring two and, and rising three star prospects out of Ohio. And let me tell you guys about a few of the top gems that D'Antonio is highlighting in as part of this NIL deal to get these guys into his program and uh, and to wherever it is that he might need them to be. First, personal organ recital for a player and three of his guests at the New Resurrection Independent Baptist Church right off of Mount Hope Road there in Lansing. Uh, next up, weeknight rental of a 1984 Pontiac Fiero. You know, the kind where the lights pop up uh, to take your date to any Lansing restaurant of your choice. Uh, note, the car is not highway worthy. So do have to say. <laughs> so you will be going down Michigan Avenue. You will Avenue. be going down Michigan Avenue and that is it. Yeah. Yeah. A three-hour guided tour of the MSU Botanical Gardens uh, with Chief Horticulturalist Dr. D. Monica Chulsky. Um, there is also an audio book that comes with that. I'm told. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's more of an audio tour. It, well, it's, 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 she it's, doesn't, uh, narrated by, uh, Steve Buscemi's cousin. <laughs> yeah. Eric, uh, <laughs> there's a weekend getaway to the Nightingale B and B in beautiful and historic paw, paw, Michigan. It comes with a period costume fitting, uh, from the 1860 10th Michigan, uh, cavalry. So that's great. little Civil War reenactment out there in Paw Paw. Uh, uh, this was a big get for them, actually. He had to work hard to call in a lot of favors. A, a gift basket full of famous Michigan brands. Uh, first up from the very famous Muskegon Vineyards, a Pinot Zinfandel blend, uh, which I'm hearing the teens are really raving about. Uh, a dozen freed, freeze-dried Coney Islands. And then finally, a warm bottle of Werner's New Purple blend. So uh, I did, I did hear that that one got left in the car. So it, it, you might yes. want to let that yep. one just yep. cool off a little bit first, find some. Yeah. Ice yeah. He had rented a Pontiac Aztec for the drive down and, uh, and they just left it in the back the whole time. And the last item, and this is a personal, <laughs> this was a personal favorite. And I was surprised that he parted with this because this is actually an anniversary gift. Uh, 
Give it to him. This is a signed 8 by 10 watercolor of orchids surrounding a sleeping baby <laughs> that was painted by Becky. And I think that was the, the biggest gift of all. So, hey, if you're a teen boy in the OH10 with even a modicum of talent on the defensive line, give old Marky D a shout. Get yourself one of these fantastic prizes and join his NIL because that really, isn't that what it's about? It's the prizes. Uh, all right, I'll take over hosting duty. Jonesy's doing another shot here. Uh, so thank you. <laughs> thank you, uh, Mike. Uh, thank you, Mark D'Antonio, uh, for opening up your, your NIL collective with all of these lovely, lovely options. Uh, hold on. Can uh, you just, before we go into tour questions, I need the play-by-play from Jones on whatever cinnamon What is happening here? So it's a lighter color. So this is the, the foggy mountain, right? Nice amber. Good amber. Good depth of amber there. Ha! Much lighter on the Rebel Stoke. Almost like a uh, lately used oil change. Yeah. Uh, there's less hints of like almond on this one, uh, which is interesting. But here we go. That actually came out of the Fiera. That's how you keep Woo! that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one's fun. <laughs> uh. Have you ever had the um, the liquid uh, uh, Dayquil or Nyquil that has the uh, like the sort of Vix uh, the codeine? Yeah, N- not codeine. All right, Miles Bridges. Cocaine. <laughs> Damn it. Anyway, uh, big big cosine on Revelstoke. Big cosine on Revelstoke. Like okay, very what, uh, and so well. Okay, oh, oh now it's clean because I heard a lot of oh. <laughs> Oh, so it, it just it just stops. Okay, like it's just that's it. You hit it. It's fun. You hit it. You quit it. That's yeah. it. It's great. Big that's, cosine on the rebel stone. That's the so, cosine on the rebel stone. Thanks again to listener Mike Jones. Uh, if you you all find a uh, particularly those in Michigan who are out in the wild, you find a rebel stoke hot box cinnamon whiskey. Uh, do pick it up. It's a rye whiskey as well. So well, all right. Um, and make it even better. Leave it in the car with the with the uh, the purple, purple burners, and maybe uh, you got a studio in there. All right, Twitter questions. Next up, or first up, I should say, by Ethan Fulcher. Uh, Fulcher, probably. I'm Fulcher? guessing. I'm guessing the ch is a a k sound. Plum, Fulcher. you're the be- you're the better linguist. Is this Pronounce. German? I was well. If it's German, it's Fulcher. But I believed I was going. It was Fulcher. I also oh, was thinking Fulcher. Right. Michigander's so. coming out. All right. Yeah, it's not helpful. Eh, Fulcher's here. Uh, number one. Well, he says this- new questioner team Plum. Oh wow! Well, wow. that's we how know. you make friends. That is how you make friends. We know whose shirt he wears. Okay, listeners on uh, this pod. Plum, this had to come through the DMs, so I don't know how ready. Ah, that's it. it. He's in a closet. He's a closet Plum fan, but he still wanted it announced on the pod, or he didn't. I don't know. Yeah, he didn't want it announced on Twitter, but it was indeed comfortable with us saying it to our listeners. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, yes, Greg, read it off. So, number one, you're given a near unlimited, stay somewhat realistic budget to put together uh, events for an upcoming recruiting weekend as part of the there football staff. What is. mix of people, cars, events, and meals do you create? <laughs> Man, we just use all our best 
I know. For the not a sponsor. Three stride Coney Islands, Ethan. What do you want? What do you uh, want? I mean, obviously, you're calling up Sundance, right? Oh, Sundance yeah. Chevrolet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, get the horses in there. Get the light arson in there. <laughs> light arson. <laughs> but all right, when do you drop the Conrad? Serious question. Well, that is a question. Conrad? Is it you, early or is it late? Late. Two times. It's late. late. Oh, Very it's got to be late though. Yeah. It and then also early. first thing in the morning. Yeah. Is it a cold Conrad or is it a warm Conrad? It's cold, but with eggs. And that's how you know it's breakfast. And tots. And Tots, the breakfast one. Do they have, do they have breakfast? Do they have a breakfast gun wrap? Oh, child, child. Why are you asking questions that back. you should know the answer to? to uh... My right. mother asked me if I was going to Seattle, by the way. Oh. Are you? Uh-oh. Pot announcement. We're, we're figuring it out. Where's my ear horn? <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else uh, well, for this? Thank God. <laughs> uh, Ethan, just reference everything from the not a sponsor. <laughs> um, yeah, you'll be wait, fine. No, uh, what? Right, let's give him a little dignity. First time. We'll be we, we'll be way under budget with the items we had not acknowledged. So, uh, all right. If you've got a realistic budget, are you pulling in uh, Michael B. Jordan? Oh, I think so. Of Michigan State. Got to. Got to. Uh, what about Magic? Are you calling Magic up and saying, "Hey, buddy"? No. Do you think they just don't care? Irv's yeah. for signing day. Yeah. What about Irv's Dre? once they're in the family? Dre, I know you're at the finals right now, but let's be honest, your play has been questionable. Yeah, he could yeah. actually use a trip to East Lansing. You can yeah. contribute more doing this, probably. Uh, yes. Do you uh, take them? Uh, you got to take them to the top of the graduate, right? Yeah, and to the dairy store. Graduate. I think you just, you just take the dairy store to them. You wheel the right. whole fucking cart, and they just, whatever they want. Here's the most important question. You have to take them to a dorm for food. You have to. Mm. I think what the three options probably are Brody, yeah, Case, or Sci-Fi. Sci-Fi, yeah. I don't know if you know. Sci-Fi was new when we were there. I think it's probably by now. Yeah, who knows? It's been updated. I think Brody is the answer, though. Because... You got to do it for the whole group, and they get options there. So, all right, thank you. Yeah, there you go. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, next up from Ethan, uh, number two, you have the ability to relocate a building on campus. Which one and where to? I would take the student services uh, building and relocate it to the dumpster, the bottom of the red cedar. <laughs> correct. One hundred percent correct. I am West, and also the red cedar. Uh, oh, no, it's being that rented, one's actually it? happening though. Yeah. Uh, uh, how about the swimming pool in the bottom of the red cedar, the one that they used for the sport? <laughs> uh, no. Um, what about uh, what? Where did you guys? What was the farthest class you had? Acres. Oh no! God, that's I, far. I had a Holmes. I had a Holmes Hall class. Yeah, I think I had one in Holmes as well. So that's probably was reload that right, like. Sure. Bring yeah, it. bring it closer. Get, move the cyclotron much farther. Yeah, away from yeah. Like Let's who needs that? South of the train tracks. Yeah. If you're going to create a black hole, I'd like to be able to run from it. That's how I think. We, <laughs> I think we know that the the best science is done right next to the giant theater complex system. Yeah. This is 
So these are the two most are. compatible things. Uh, and finally from Ethan, uh, would the trade-off of playing all home games at Ford Field for two seasons be worth it for a brand new state-of-the-art Spartan Stadium? You know, I wonder what does a state-of-the-art Spartan Stadium have that this stadium doesn't? And don't tell me alcohol sales. That's that can a, be done. That's a, that's a legislation, a legislative issue, actually. Yep. Well, and isn't the better thing the troughs? I mean... What's better than troughs? The answer is nothing. The whole I don't thing actually is the think Spartan Stadium is that bad. No, especially in the later, in the in the uh, you know the late fall, the early winter, when you get a nice steam coming off those troughs. Like, where are you going to go to warm up at a brand new stadium? That's it. I put it to you. Sure, Ethan. sure, you could put heating elements in there. What to use our precious natural resources? No. My- Oh. Body makes those natural We're resources. We're trying to net zero. Unbelievable. on the man next to you's urine. It's the way my father did it. It's the way his, his father, father did it. It's the way of the future, Ethan. The future, his damn it. His father did it with other fathers. <laughs> Just dads doing dads. Or whatever. Indeed. Piss. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) next up from carl you do too much bro uh michigan fans are simultaneously downplaying recruiting successes while pearl clutching about mel marketing himself in the program is really some shit isn't it like they have like they have to see how the evolving landscape isn't favorable to their business as usual right uh yeah i love when he just uh, Carl, you do too much, bro. Your questions never do enough because they they answer themselves. Uh, we have we literally have to do no work when we ask and answer your questions on the pod because they are self evidently true. And fuck Michigan. Is that you a know? tautology? Yes, a tautology. Well done, you. Wow. Uh, the slack. Next up is Mama Maple Leaf, who asks. I refuse to read this. Go. Do it. Hashtag one. The Sisters in Law podcast is taking their show on the road and asking for location suggestions to record live shows. What the fuck is Sister in Law podcast? (laughs) Not including East Lansing. What location, parenthesis, S, and parenthesis, would your data miner select for bringing out a large fan base for the can't read can't write live show i assume the data miner is you greg uh, well just look at his face i mean i think that he's so a minor probably absorbed. a huge probably a huge you know in the venn diagram huge overlap between huge. can't read can't write and the sisters in law podcast which has five thousand ratings on the apple podcast store Hold on. aside Dear listener as- yeah, aside Dear listener. We could hit that number in one week if you would stop being so lazy and just <laughs> withholding review your reviews. <laughs> the podcast. Five stars only, though. So we're uh, a lower number if it's five stars. So just lie. Just lie. Just go ahead and lie for us. This please. is uh this is interesting though. This is information we've never given, and she's thinly veiled just a a da- a straight up request. You know, what are our biggest markets? Do you want to share yeah. those, Jonesy? Sure. Nepal. We're huge in Nepal, in the mountains of Pokhara. Huge. Oh, if we're uh, we're going to record live shows. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can can figure that out. 
Um, I mean, oh, from I memory, the ha, greater, ha, the greater Lansing area, it, it's basically the big, uh, the big population centers in the state. So what's their biggest single out of state? It's Chicago, right? Is the biggest single out of state uh, market. Yep. Uh, give me one second. I'm pulling it. Uh, no, I Ohio. just Ohio. Ooh, Ohio really? mod. The Columbus and Cleveland areas are it, so actually Columbus gets even bigger when you include Westerville into it. Um, but yeah, that's uh number one. Uh, what's our biggest international market? Is it still Ireland? E- UK and Canada, actually. UK, Canada, and Ireland are all um, tied. I'm fairly certain that the Ireland one is you fools out there with VPNs bouncing that, off. That, uh, that one was early and often, though. Uh, so Michigan are large. So Detroit. Uh, yeah! Like, I don't know. What is interesting is that uh, historic, like early on in the podcast, we had some huge numbers out of like very specific areas, and uh, Michigan has gotten a lot more democratized. Uh, yeah, they really even themselves out over time. We have like every city, and it's just because people commute and listen to the podcast. But um, anyway, yeah, I assume Detroit would be number two uh, yeah. for us. Like, uh. What's our second best state, though? I thought you said uh, it was Ohio. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. And then Illinois is after that. Yeah, the Chicago Chicago's market represents that entire state, basically. We should do Big Ten Media Days. See if we can get some credentials. That's the next, that's the next meetup. Why not? I'm going to need a patch of grass to lay down on. Uh, next up, oh. <laughs> from Mamopolyf, hashtag two... Jesus Christ. Actions by Blake Corm and JJ McCarthy inspire Jim Harbaugh Ugh. to donate bonus money to Michigan athletics staffers who in your life has inspired you to donate of your time, talents and money to worthy causes. All right. Time out. Hold on. First of all, I, we got to attack the premise of the question. There it is. Love attacking the premise. So Jim Harbaugh, if you recall, was supposed to be paid, uh, by coaching standards, peanuts last year. Correct. He was comfortable taking that money. And right. so his offer to repay things was entirely based on money, if we're being honest, he didn't anticipate getting. Correct. So, <laughs> fine. Second, I'm not convinced that these per- people are what you call, quote-unquote, worthy causes. They work for U of M Athletics, and frankly, they should find their way to a new job. So I refuse to answer this question about what I would do with my money because you have set up a world in which Jim Harbaugh is somehow a good person. He is not. (laughs) And I see you with a picture of Jim Harbaugh shooting a football like a basketball with his shirt off. No shirt on. (laughs) Uh, and hashtag three MSU again, uh, MSU football players are creating the ELNIL club, which offers an access pass. It will provide quote year long access to the best fan experience ever created. Wondering if you had to decide between ELNIL or the is membership, which one are you choosing and why? Well, I choose ELNIL because I cannot join the is raged out. We've used up our eligibility on the is yeah. Uh, oh my god, we did though. There, when we joined, you only had so many years. 
I, I wish more people told me way. you can't get this time back. Like, really, you cannot get this time back. You know, I'm going to just, because I like to say these stories because they hurt Jones. When we, Greg and I, were in the zone as mm-hmm. freshmen, we were both, at, this is true. Quick the pod. True for, you, <laughs> true for you, Greg. We were both in the up, uh, upper zone, right? Mm-hmm. The upper bowl our uh, uh, freshman year. I, I was in the upper bowl with you. I don't recall that. What I do recall is that when we were members of the Izone, you could only get three years in the lower bowl. That's, yeah. You yeah. could only get, and so I always thought like the poor bastards who is freshmen got just by luck of the draw, like the four freshmen that got lower bowl. How unfortunate. Oh, that they that they then would miss a year. They would miss their, their senior year because once you were in, you would stay in. Because there were, I do remember from that class, there were like 15 or 20 yes, freshmen that, that there got, were uh, bumped to the lower somehow, level. Somehow, luckily. My roommate was one of those. Really? Uh, my freshman year roommate. Was Cha-cha-cha? One. Yep. Yep. Huh. Uh, anyway. Anyway. There you go, Monopoly. That's you it. At all. Ultimate Mike Jones. Why is the popcorn at Horrocks so hard to stop eating? What kind of drugs do they lace it with? Sounds like that was a good weekend trip to Horrocks. Horrocks and Lansing, where Which, you can uh, get all of your nursery and plant items galore. <laughs> and your various, your various other, you know, items. Uh, Connects. Probably should have included that in our in our huge, exciting uh, <laughs> recruiting weekend. Take a bunch of. <laughs> drag a bunch of teenagers <laughs> to the <laughs> store. <laughs> uh, what does Tuck need to do so recruiting services respect his staff's evaluations and give kids credit for committing to MSU instead of knocking them down? Wow. Can't be done, Mike Jones. I regret to inform you. Just, just as it has always been, so it will continue to be. Just keep winning. The good news is I think there is a, a, another one of my pet theories is that these recruiting services in order to keep subscriptions and those types of things going, they rank up dudes that are going to, you know, not commit. So CJ Carr is yeah. probably going to get busted down to like three star by the time 2024 comes around. He's um, Lloyd Carr's grandson. How much oh, that's skill could the kid have? That's true. Uh, but if Tuck's going longer in these recruitment cycles, that means that there's going to be more guys available. There, those are guys that are available on the board. That you know, the recruiting services want to gin up more interest. There's a chance there's less time for those guys to fall after they commit to MSU. Just saying. Uh, and then finally, from Ultimate Mike Jones, why do some toll booths only accept coins in Delaware? It's 2022. Who's carrying around a pocket full of change? Yes, that's, no, 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 that's no. it. The question at this is, Kevin. Keep it at PG thirteen. Thank you very much. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, uh, this is a direct reference to uh, the coastal elite neck of the woods. Jonesy, well, so answer I'm familiar, for. I'm familiar with what he is talking about, and it is objectively insane. There are. Uh, you go down. Uh, highway one in or state route one in Delaware. It's the only way to get to the beaches. Uh, Mike listener, Mike Jones was on his way to ocean city, Maryland. So that's the way you got to go. And uh, it's like the only toll road in, in, in Delaware. Cause they have great beaches. So they, they only toll on this road mm. and the toll goes up Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Mm. 
Um, That's but, smart, though, economically. But there, if you if you choose to get off the toll road in certain sections, you have to pay like a quarter. And and it is truly if you don't have the change or an easy pass, I don't know what you're supposed to do other what than do? get a ticket. Like <laughs> you, and by the time you figure it out, you can't go you're in committed. reverse. Like, you, like, what are you supposed to do? You've got 19 cars before. So you're getting, you're going to go to the oh, bank and you're going to get a whole sleeve of quarters. The thing is, most other things are told by mail. Right? Huh. Like, so if you don't have easy pass, you drive through and they'll, they'll, they'll bill you. Right. Yeah, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Th- there are these dumb exits where you have to have, I've seen one for 15 cents. You have to have a dime. And a nickel. <laughs> I do love those baskets, though, at those toll roads, the giant tattered it, baskets that people just, just throw chuck it in. change at. Yeah. That's, yeah. I do love that. The next generation won't get to experience those types of things, and they'll be the worst it's for It's like it. the payphone or a calling card. Yep. Next up for Nate C., uh, how do you decide to try to get into pro baseball? How many games before you give up? Jonesy, how many games before you gave up baseball? Uh, well, when they didn't put Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame. I was, it was dead to me. They could just put a human asterisk in the Hall of Fame, I guess. That's a butthole. Okay. <laughs> oh, a little balloon. That That's perfect. Good. It's perfect. Uh, next up from Nate C. Any bottle of, any body of water, any vessel you want, what are you choosing for your summer fun? A floaty in a pool. Oh, dude. You got to take a double decker party, a party, uh, party pontoon out on an inland lake come on i do that i would do that if someone had a double decker i would do that gotta have the double i do a houseboat i would for sure do a houseboat Ooh, casino boat maybe i do a casino boat next to a just like a sloppy sandbar or something like that honestly we're just starting to describe johnny jobby nooner at this point yeah and it's upsetting it's very upsetting mostly because we were on uh, harson's island this past weekend which is like right kind of near the epicenter of where all that takes place. Was it Johnny uh, Nooner? Did I miss it? We were No, it wasn't. No, Well, I hope it wasn't. We kind of drove through it in the boat. I want one of those little, like, uh, I want an old Chris Craft, one of those old, we, beautiful... We just rewind and plumb made it sound like you ran over people. <laughs> ah! I wasn't driving. <laughs> I've been in a Chris Craft. I, Greg, I'm guessing you've been in a Chris Craft, too. Chris Craft. Who, ha- who owns it? Is it a... Co- well, uh, someone... I'll, I'll, uh, yeah. Well, anyway, well, anyway, I want a Chris Craft. I want a beautiful old wooden, shiny wooden Chris Craft. And I would love it on Torch Lake. Beautiful, beautiful Torch Lake or Thumb Lake, Michigan, known to the locals as Lake Louise. Ah, that's a handsome boat. Last up from Nate C. What other high-value items should we put on the 50-yard line and take pictures of? <laughs> Chris Craft, man. Yeah. Put it out there. Uh, Taylor Anderson did say a gallon of gas. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's good. That's a good... Taylor Anderson, where are his questions? That's my question. He's been missed. He's been missed. He has been missed. A ton of Twitter activity, and yet we can't get a single question from Taylor Anderson. I feel I hear more about Chelsea and Liverpool from Taylor Anderson. Go soccer. And no, and I could have used some backup, by the way, uh, as we'll get to in the questions this week. Yeah, and Taylor sure. just submits uh, uh, ch- soccer and uh, F1 
uh, racing questions. I think. Listen, Ooh. he's a gentleman among men, so a mensch. A uh, all right. Next up, John Hubbard. Listen to you guys come full circle on Izzo <laughs> from quote <laughs> thinking to quote no way Tom doesn't know what he's doing. Actually, all of this is good. Has been quite a trip, but concerning nonetheless. <laughs> Do you need help getting out of this relationship? It's, it might be helpful for me to respond here because I wasn't here last week, and I would have fully interrupted this unhealthy, unwholesome, and devilish cycle. None of this is acceptable. There is no answer to the question, what the hell is he thinking? No, Tom doesn't know what he's doing, and none of this is good. And how dare any of you for making those conclusions last week? Yeah, we should do a cognitive test, Jonesy. See <laughs> see where if we're impaired or not at this point. Uh, next up from John Hubbard, uh, every time soccer comes up, Grinch and Jones can't stop bellyaching how intolerably boring it is. Yet last week spent at least five solid minutes talking about baseball. <laughs> Could someone explain this discrepancy, please? There's a, <laughs> this is the list of grievances from John Hubbard, basically. Yeah, John, his last question is the worst, but anyway, yeah. John Hubbard really asking all the questions important to me this week. Wish I was scoring it. Wish it was part of a competition. Uh, we did softball this week for you, John, instead of baseball. Uh, but Truly baseball a more exciting sport, by the way. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it's... I. Sincerely, I, I will stand by that take. Softball is a better sport than baseball. Was that on the stat line? How did you quantify how exciting the game was? Um, no, he he probably said something hurtful to Petra earlier this week, and this is what he has to say to make up. Oh, uh, this it's is fine. how you, yeah, this is your it's, penance. It's fine. It's fine. And finally, uh, in spite of the name of the podcast, uh, John asks, "Any grand designs on a summer reading list?" <laughs> I I need to push back here. It's summer, John. You go outside. Yes. You don't read. Yes. This notion of a summer reading list is meant to uh, sheepify our children. Wow. Wow. Grooming of children. Oh, for Christ's sake. I didn't realize Tucker Carlson was co-hosting the pod this week. I don't remember um, seeing kids reading in any of those Norman Rockwell paintings. I'll <laughs> say that. Yeah. I don't remember seeing any pictures of kids reading in the 1950s. Maybe reading a job. Come yeah. On. Or the Bible. No one wants to work anymore. The Bible. No one wants to work. Sunday, you don't read. You don't read. You get your fishing pole and you head down to the creek. <laughs> also, why were you like uh, <laughs> uh, on a pack a day with that voice? <laughs> <laughs> and your name sounded like you're a stealth. I've been smoking my Marlboro Red. There's just Dude, one old tattered a artist from uh, Mrs. Doubtfire on that one. The... There, there's an old. Oh, public... so happy, Harvey Firestein. That's what you're going for. That's picnic good. table down there by the creek, and it's just got an old ashtray that's overflowing. Overflowing. Oh with my god, I can see it. I can see it. Anyway, hey. John. That's our answer to your question about the summer reading list. Hope you're happy, John Hubbard. Next up from Elon Bloom. How many national championships does Mel need to get a pa- to get to pass Duffy as Michigan State's greatest football coach? I mean, the answer is how many does Duffy have? 
two, I, three. I don't know that it's the same. It doesn't have it's to be the different, same. It's a, it's a different, different era. Yes. I mean, there was a lot of like, I mean, you, you couldn't access all the high school tape that you listen, can now. I don't think listen, there was high school listen, tape at that time. Listen, sure. if, Mel, if Mel drives a G wagon onto this field and runs over Nick Saban killing him, he will have cemented his reputation. In uh, no, Nick Saban all of football. Spartan. Just pa, right? Pa. Ah. <laughs> and no, Nick, sir. No, 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 no. Are you? Am I? What? Are you going to? This is just actually the podcast for this. This is the podcast. Just me making these noises for the next half hour. And I could. What? Nick Saban is a Spartan. Oh, my God. What the Nick fuck Saban is wrong with you? Nick Saban is a Spartan. Nick Saban can eat. Mm. <laughs> it's too far. You know what? You you finish that thought after we record, and we'll put it out as a survey. I think <laughs> or Nick Saban can eat, and then you fill in the rest, uh, and then and we'll see see how people respond. But Nick Saban is a Spartan anyway. Uh, I think one does it. I think one natty right one now do yeah. does it. One will do it. One will do it. I mean, and, and I'm not convinced in some ways that, that Mark D'Antonio isn't a really close 1B to Duffy. I think uh, I have thought for a long time that Mark's name belongs up on the other side of Spartan Stadium from the, the players next to Duffy and next to... Uh, yeah, that sounds right to me. Um, yep. And hopefully... Talk Mel will get there. I think he'll get there. Next up from Elon Bloom, can Stevie Eiserman do in Detroit what he did in Tampa Bay? Whoa, is he, no the, uh, is he the head coach for the Red Wings? No, he's the GM. GM. Oh, oh, GM. Uh, yeah, there's no reason why Detroit. not. That's why he doesn't know anything about their, their actual teams. <laughs> the people in this city are not the ones paying attention to those teams. 100% <laughs> accurate. <laughs> Uh, next up from Elon Bloom. But uh, the answer is... There's no reason sure. why not. I, I don't like the, the rumors, though, of this, uh, this hire of, uh, of uh, Fedorov as the coach. Uh, I'd go in another way, another direction. On why? Um, is he coached well, elsewhere? He, he's coached like the, the Russian national team, which now is not a great time for that. Uh, um, well, then get Konstantinov because, you know, I mean, a lot of human impact story impact. There. He was actually coaching our uh, softball team for 20 years. <laughs> Sorry, that was, that's got to be cut. Anyway, no, also the, something that's really uncomfortable now, if you go back and look at it, is all of the Anna Kornikova stuff that I remember as a child, and she was also a child. Let's not talk about it. So, uh, next up uh, from Elon Bloom, does Tom replace OG? And if not him, then who? Uh, Apparently, Spartan Mag uh, Jim Camperoni is telling us otherwise. So, yeah, I don't think it's Tom. That's what we got. Uh, Next up from Ev Marie. Welcome back, Ev Marie. Uh, Hey, Ev. And oh, hold on, hold on. And congratulations, Dr. Ev Marie24. We are so proud of you. Congratulations on graduating from medical school and for beginning 
this next phase of your professional career. And for also, doing that without we being salute able to read you. or write. Or write! Very impressive! Mm-hmm. Let me know when you get your DEA license, by the way. Boo! All you. Uh, next up is... this thing right here? Not, Can you take a look at it? It's not directed at Mike Jones, but it's it's a subtweet at Mike Jones. Uh, have you ever been this excited about high school boys before? Well, I want to call somebody out who said, I think one third of the pod has been before, which they might as well have said. one. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't me. It, this is it's very unfair. I mean, it was, but it wasn't, you know. Uh, but um, I think my uh, my excitement about high school boys has been relatively tied to the Mel Tucker era. Mm uh mill tucker made it it made it clear to me that um uh if you don't love a high school boy you're not doing it right i like that we've moved on to star boys uh yeah star boys is better for sure but but to be clear you were you were talking about high school boys from the from the from the way back so uh really yeah you know what it was i think indeed it's it yeah yeah, I've I've always loved the high school boys, and it's definitely not because I've been very uncomfortable projecting success onto a sixteen-year-old. Uh, and so, a better way to make fun of it or deal with it is to make fun of it. But yeah, I love the high school boys, Star Boys. It Star validates boys. me when they choose yeah. my school. Yes. Uh, next up from Ev Marie, uh, uh, Ev Marie, twenty-four. Pardon me. Uh, how likely is it that Izzo is using next year's roster to prove to recruits he has their back? Will develop them and won't transfer portal over them. Long game. Uh, then we've got some discussion on this. Uh, Travis adds, uh, "This is a good point. And I think it's just how he coaches. There's a process for better or for worse." It's not recruiting over program guys. Pierre Brooks paid his dues. Yeah, I think this is Tom doing Tom things and not really reacting to the fact that he's had a lot of transfers recently. So transfers and guys going early. So the problem is, mm-hmm. Izzo, you can do this and you can make, you know, these you know demonstrations to the recruits, but one. It doesn't seem to bother them right. use of the transfer portal, and two, it doesn't seem to stop them from using the transfer portal themselves sometime after they arrive. So, is is it a strategy? Yes. Is it one that reflects the the current college sports landscape? I'm not sure that it does. Palm, I I would co-sign as it relates to uh, wings, like. Some said that we needed a wing, right? All right. That was that was a thing people said. I I I, I support that. The center is baffling. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, right, baffling, right, right, right. But that's where we go back to Pierre Brooks. A wing. Right. That, my point, because he. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's Travis Mahazer, right, with this recruitment or, or this. Um, paid his dues. Now it's his time. The the emphasis, the focus on positions. Okay. So maybe a wing is important. I don't know. I I can't evaluate what the wing is important. It is beyond arguable. No one can argue that we do not have a five dear God in heaven. Why? That's what I, why, why are we, why, who cares if Pierre, if this is Pierre Brooks time, it's irrelevant unless Pierre Brooks gains a foot and 300 pounds it can stand in the five. It doesn't matter. 
I was just going to say that that is the the issue with this idea is there is it Madi Sissoko that he's trying to not upset. I think Madi would be happy to be on the floor ten minutes a game next year. Right. So for the one position group that's most important, this doesn't even apply. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, next up from Joe Ashworth, read the upper deck jerk guys time Wait, limit idea for hold baseball. On. Can we at least say I like a take based question? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 for sure. I know we disagreed, but like, I think it's worth mentioning. I like a take based question. Anyway, continue. Uh, given the upper deck jerk guys time limit idea for baseball, what about Elam ending type situation once the game hits something like 2.5 hours is that a typo just i don't know who that is just ending the game after oh two it's and basketball hours. yeah uh so i've heard of this so um the when the leading team hits is leading by eight i think is what it is it's like a mercy rule. Is this the oh, actual? No, no, it's a, it, it, a time hits a time a certain time hits, mm-hmm. and then you add eight to whatever the leading team has, and then whoever hits that target score first wins. Mm. So eight. Yeah, so this is basket. This, this is, is for in basketball. Oh, for basketball. Oh, I'm like. Yeah, yeah, be- so you could have a a, a score that's uh, fifty to seventy. And so uh, 78 wins. I see. So but we would do this in baseball. So it'd be like five to three. And mm-hmm. then yeah. at the Elam ending time, they add two to it or one. Yeah. Even. And it's, it's like a big inning from the team that's down. So whoever hits or, six. Yeah. Yeah. I could see this. All right. It's, I think there's a reason that. That could know, make your games last a very long time, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Th- there uh, are, have been. Long stretches of extra innings, <laughs> which I I love this ending for basketball. Love that style, but for baseball, I don't know that it solves your time problem. Uh, that's my yeah. That was it. That's it. Yep. That's it. I think it definitely would though. On you know across all of the various games, you would still have those massive outlier games, but sure. But I think generally speaking, it would accelerate. The problem is, though, that this just shortens the game. It doesn't accelerate the game. So if what you want is excitement and those types of things, this, uh, again, it, it appreciate a it, take question. Kind of excitement. It would add yeah. a different kind of excitement. Every, okay. every, every game would have a walk-off. Mm. Every game would have a walk-off. Well, all right. There's so that too. Well, that's, inter- not- that's interesting. No, you could you could still end the game on a strikeout or a ground out, depending on. <sighs> no, because you have to hit. You have well. If you need a run, y- yes. Technically, if you are the visiting team, you could end it on a strikeout. Yes, okay. but you would you would increase the number of walk offs. Indeed, you certainly would. Yeah. Uh, next up from Joe Ashworth. Is that where we're at? Yep. Yes. Steak and shake. Decent food, good milkshakes, but I've never spent less than 30 minutes waiting for my food. What that Big Ten right. school is this analogous to? Excitement <laughs> fishing? Uh, the Michigan Admissions Department. Well, there it is. Uh, there it is. I feel there like we waited a long time for our food at Rutgers, by the way, Kevin. Or just, I guess, driving <laughs> to Nebraska? I don't know. I mean, it yes, could be either. Yes, that's right. Driving to Nebraska. That's the answer. <laughs> You could be driving you to press. 
Uh, next up from the Jer Bear, uh, how should it feel with the layers of James Pyatt playing mm. at? Oh, we didn't talk about this. At the, we got to talk about it. Golf. That, Secure the bag, regardless of where it comes from. Does it change all the great goodwill in any way from the plat from the past? Uh, this is a good question, and I just want to say, Jer Bear numbered his question one, which indicates there might have been more than one, and they didn't make the outline. So, oops. While I we, I didn't see any others. Maybe he just forgot, or maybe his kid. Beautiful, beautiful son. Maybe took some, took some of his time. I will. I'm going to start off. I think it's a shame. I think it's a shame. A real Shonda, as it were. Uh, this not a Sharonda. Not a Shur- Not to be confused with Sharonda, uh, who we are a huge champion of. Uh, what a shame. I, you know, Phil Mickelson has disgraced himself. Uh, really disgraced himself. And I think uh, hats off to the PGA Tour. Um, you know, eh, well, no, I mean, for suspending every single one of those, uh, players that are going we to explain tour. this to the listeners in case they don't know we, what this is. Live, live golf is a tournament that is being backed by the, uh, Saudi, oh, Saudi Arabian, uh, uh, sovereign wealth fund that the, uh, that the crown royalty have access to. And it's being backed in a big way. Big. Individual players are being big. offered. Very Giant substantial bags. sums to participate in this. Lefty other... got, I think, two million just for endorsing it. You know, like let alone his what his purse is for showing up. And I do believe the speculation for Pyatt is at least a seven-figure sum just for showing up. Wow! Uh, from a guy that that isn't uh, making hasn't the cut, the, hasn't made the on cut. the tour. <laughs> so. Continue. So, I'm sorry. Well, and that's just it. I mean, money is not really anything to these guys. And, well, you know, this is James Pyatt. It is. No, 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 I'm sorry. To the Saudis. And I think this is oh. the point. Like, this is what sports washing is. I mean, let's just name what this yes. phenomenon exactly is, that, is. That you you have a feel-good tournament. You bring some big names. And, oh, look, you guys came and played. And, wow, we gave you such a great experience. And now, look at us. We do golf, too. Here in the Gulf Coast. Or in the Gulf, or not Gulf Coast. Gulf States, we... We have, uh, you know, we can do everything. We can do everything you can do. Why wouldn't you come in? And, you know, listen, these guys have reputation. They have, everyone knows who Phil Mickelson is. You don't have to be a huge avid golf fan to know who who this guy is. He's the last great to make, uh, to to win the Masters. I mean, anyway. I I think DeChambeau. Bryson uh, DeChambeau, yep, yep, another one. But he's already but he getting like a fight with one of his colleagues, uh, another golfer yeah. or something. He's, it does say a lot that the first names to accept the blood money were the names that you're not surprised accepted. Accepted the blood money. <laughs> well, but hold on. But this after Lefty had already said things about the Saudis, like they're not trustworthy after the killing of Jam, uh, Jamal uh, Khashoggi, Khashoggi, the uh, the the journalist. Um, I just think, you know, listen, you can't, one feels bad for the, 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 the folks from, from just general Saudi Arabians, from folks who live in this kingdom who are guilty of nothing by themselves. But one has to ask, and what are, what are, what are they benefiting from something like this? Is mm-hmm. This is tailored toward Americans. I mean, it's tailored toward Western audiences who are yeah. effectively being asked to whitewash and change their opinions of the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, which has been involved in atro- atrocious and horrific human rights violations. I mean, but we've talked it, about we've, we've talked about the World Pyatt. Cup. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, please. I, mean, I, I said my point. No, 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 no. And and you're not. You're certainly not wrong. 
but and so but here's the thing is I have I can get on my high horse just fine about Phil Mickelson. Sure. Yeah. It is an entirely different thing for me to get on my high horse about James Pite and has nothing to do with him being a, a, a Spartan. Mm. It's James Pite is not making the cut at the PGA, right? Sure. Like, I mean, the the pathway if he even ex- succeeds in making it yeah. to the PGA is a much longer one and a 21-year-old, 22-year-old kid who was just offered a million dollars or more to play golf. Like, I, I, I guess I'm just asking you. This is worse. That's worse for I, me. I don't, for me, that's I worse. Don't, I don't. I, I would I like to know, know how we, it's I don't worse, know that Paul. we would be the same saying the exact same thing. It's blood money. If it, no, Listen. It, we wouldn't be saying, I don't think we would have the same take if it was someone who's coming from a disadvantaged community in America. Yes, I still would. And I'll tell you why. I, I'm going to tell you why. If it's only about the money, then fuck it. Then fuck all principles. If it's only about the money, fuck all principles. Do whatever the fuck it takes. Go rob a bank. What, no, what the fuck? Is, no, 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 no. Your point is. He, if he can't make the PGA Tour, then let him get his bag. Well, I'm not going to align myself with James Pyatt just because he's a Michigan State alumnus. And I'm pro-James Pyatt. I want him to be successful in everything he has. My I'm point is... I'm not suggesting that you do. I'm not suggesting that you support him or tailor your, 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 your fan. Well, but the you. question is, as a Spartan, and the question is, with the layers... I mean, this is asked of us because it's James Pyatt. It's not just any Tom, Dick, or Harry. It's James Pyatt. My point is, if he's not good enough yet to make the PGA Tour, then get better. But if you're going to Saudi Arabia for the bag, fuck you. Because you're doing it like everyone else is for the money. And listen, fine, go get your bag. It's a profession. He does it professionally. He does it for money. And He doesn't do it for love of the game. He does it for money. Well, at what cost? And that's the point. I mean, that's the moral high horse. And look, you can reject the moral high horse. I think that's completely fine. You can say, oh, well, Saudi Arabia, who cares? It's a sport and do whatever the fuck you want. But if you're going to go to the, mile, the the moral high horse route, which I've already invested in with both feet, then James Pyatt, it doesn't matter if he's PGA or not PGA or anything else. This is opportunistic. So take your money if that's what you want. But So, so fine. Uh, let's just continue down this conversation line then. Yeah. Because I think it's worth pursuing. Sure. So where is your where where is your moral high horse? Uh, where do you where do you quit? Because you'll note a number of people are sponsored by Nike. Sure. Nike has a Sweatshops. long history. Fine. Or it's so, been pointed so, out. So that in doesn't this... quite matter to you quite as much that Nike has perpetuated labor practices where people die. Sure. Sure. So, so what? So it's it's no. I mean, I don't like no, no. I I don't like Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is the face of Nike Golf. I love my, Tiger. My but my my point here is, I actually personally, physically, couldn't care any less. But I think from a the, from the perspective of you're going to take the moral high horse argument, which is the shtick I'm taking for this specific question, then you have to be consistent with it. And so yeah, no, you, you can you can take this ad infinitum, and you could you could assail every single other person. But we're not talking about every other person. We're not talking about every other tournament. We're talking about this one tournament, this one country, these particularly bad actors as regards every human rights question from women to journalism to free speech to free religion to sexuality. You name a contested issue, I guarantee you the Saudi Arabians are on the wrong fucking side of it. 
or at least their government is. So what we're talking about is sports washing and what we're specifically talking about, because you called it out here, if James Pine isn't quite ready for PGA Tour and he's only doing this to get his bag, then I say, well, that's a pretty fucking bad reason. So, But I think your question on Nike is still a good one. I think we could take that further. Yeah, I mean, you that... know who else is sponsored by Nike? Michigan uh, State. Yeah. It's uh, uh, there it is. Uh, I do. I actually, I, I appreciate Jonesy's take. There's a difference between Mickelson and James Pyatt also. Like you're not wrong. I, I'm saying that James Pyatt is in a, in a wildly different position than Phil Mickelson. And I'm happy to judge the shit out of people who have wealth, who, who opted for more wealth versus someone who doesn't, because, because what you're undercutting from all of this, Alex, and, and I, I, I just, is that. That the real enemy here all along is fucking capitalism, and that and that it's it's we all want our money, and so because we all need our money, and so it, it, James Pied is just getting his bag, and yeah, I don't blame him for that. I'm not, and yeah. and I, I would, I really would push back on you if it was someone of a different skin color. I think we would have a different opinion. Well, I really, I, yeah, I mean, I yeah, but maybe. I mean, well, like it's like. There would be a more sympathetic protagonist, at least. Well, for sure. Great. But if my point. Football? If it was football? Yeah, but it's... Well, I shouldn't say that. They haven't yet. They will. The Saudis started. A... They will. They, I mean, they, it's just, it's a matter of time. Everything's wait, a fucking matter I, I don't want to, I don't want to dismiss your sports washing because you're absolutely right about that. They're trying to normalize their culture. As a, as a, you know. Of, sport. Of my only point is you have to be consistent. That's Would my you, point. Plum, what do you do with the football clubs that are owned by... No, it's gar- terrible garbage, very, very sad. Yes, all of it. Yeah, but 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 true football fans will do the exact same thing. Same thing! I mean, this, the, Jonesy, this podcast is on the record that we oppose the upcoming World Cup that's going to be house- hosted by the Saudis. In Qatar. Um, Qatar. Not yeah, Saudis. not the Saudis. Qatar. But, Sorry. But Sorry. it's the same. There's more sovereign wealth. I mean, it's the same... Yeah. More human rights atrocities. Anyway, 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 this is, is there, is there something worse than uh, a a country that hosts the world cup and and is a a human human rights atrocities country or one that is not historically human rights atrocities country that hosts the world cup and then commits human rights atrocities in order to commit the world cup. That yes, yes, yes. Or the Olympics. That's it. That's it. Or the at least Saudi Arabia, Qatar, they're consistent. Or you're Brazil and you truly kill people in like Brian Kelly style to build. Right on. Um, this is and and now with the reference to Brian Kelly, Jer Bear, I want to thank you because you have now. And this isn't even a is, segment, is Brian but we've Kelly the Hitler of this podcast. He, <laughs> the, the, he the, is the on the internet that uh, that it all comes back to Nazis. Yes, the, any any internet. Uh, yeah, you, who's who's argument. the, the good, Godwin? Goodwin? Goodwin theory, I think. Yeah, God, Godwin. Godwin. Whatever I don't know this. Yeah. Yes. But whatever it is, it will ultimately devolve into a Hitler. Or someone accusing is, someone else is of being the Hitler. Hitler of this podcast. Yes. Well, that that much yeah, the podcast hosts people with that Cut will that agree. No, keep it in. You have to because we're all about defending everyone always. And I the reason I joined the podcast this week was to keep us under ninety minutes, and I have now failed in that venture. So. <laughs> Next up, 
when we're but not ranking once, people, this is more fun. The this time that fun. you spent on your high horse doesn't count towards. It us. doesn't count. Oh, then 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 we might be okay. So actually, we're only at twenty minutes. Uh, so Next up, <laughs> Miss. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, next up, Mr. Neurotic Pants. Lonesome. Could you share any more details on Izzo being uh, bit by a mountain man while on a recruiting trip a few years ago? Are we seeing the loss of confidence? Is this real? I don't, oh, I don't was this a bit that we did last week? I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes, Mr. Neurotic Pants, I have to come clean with you. When we hit stop recording, much of what we talked about just evaporates from Deletes, my brain. I delete yeah. it immediately. It's because we're we're juggling multiple things. We're looking forward in questions. We're answering the current question. We're tubing in each Breaking. other on Zoom. Uh, there's a lot happening. So uh, next up uh, for Mr. Neurotic Pants, I'm at someone's open house. A friend. What? Whoa. I'm at someone's open house, a friend's son. It's a joint open house. <laughs> I know nobody. Some little girl came up to me and innocently asked, why are you here? <laughs> what should I say? Is it an existential question? <laughs> so if I've been piecing this together, he was at a friend of a friend's house where the host open then- house. Yeah, the host then has to do like hosting duties. You can't talk to them the whole time. Yep, I think indeed. this is very relatable. When you find yourself in a situation where the only person you know is the host and they know everyone, so you can't just like corner Clean. them the entire yep. time. Uh, and th But to have someone just walk up to you, even even a wee babe, and say, why, why are you here? Sometimes with my the wife. The answer is, why are any of us here? Yeah. Who who are we? Uh, sometimes when my wife gets invited to her students' like graduation parties, I get dragged oh, along. Wow. And I have this feeling the entire time. I can't. I, I think I would honestly say, no, you go alone. Yeah, start turning those down. It's harder for her swimmers that I like actually know. But I'm not talking to them, you know? I'm definitely not talking to them. Yeah, because graduation you know party. what? Honestly, I'll give you a nickel if the next time you get invited to one of those, you try really hard to monopolize the time of the graduate. <laughs> Just corner graduate. Them. Sorry, yeah, graduate. And uh, Mr. Neurotic Pants to bring you into this in in spirit. I'll just read old Mr. Neurotic Pants. Uh, you know Tom Izzo show. Uh, uh, you know synopses and. Mm -hmm. uh, We'll be I, in I, this I would, together, Raymond. I'd, I'd appreciate a Reader's Digest uh, guide to the Mr. Erotic Pants show. Actually, I think, Mr. Erotic Pants, this was a great question. And you you did a good job of like distilling a feeling that we have all had at one point or another. Yeah. Uh, next up, and finally for Mr. Erotic Pants, make an entirely too early prediction about the MSU versus UFM game and next Hear me out. 30 <laughs> to 13 Michigan State wins. Yeah, there you have it. Does anything of interest happen during this game? Cal Halliday, two picks. Two picks. Two picks. And Jim Harbaugh's pants fall off. 
No, he shorts himself. Stupid shorty. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. That's a Joe Pa thing. Thank you very much. Uh, Next up from the Upper Deck Jerk Guy. Do you think Ishbia donated those cars this weekend from his private fleet? Uh, Sure. I don't I don't know. I I don't know where they came from. Ish, uh, they came from the the expensive car store uh is my guess. Uh Palm anything on on that on expensive cars from Ish from Ishbia? Yeah, I wonder where he got them, but definitely not from Ishbia. Ishbia is not driving a G-Wagon. There's no way. Do you want to ask me this next question? Uh yeah. Next up from a predictor guy. What kind of name is Kevin Grooch? It's, I think, uh, one that's gone back to the well. Uh, I think this is the second or maybe even third time Upper Deck Jerk guy I've been asked this question. Uh, but it's it's not a good one, is it? It's <laughs> not a good one. You know, isn't it? Isn't it good? Folks remember it? What was the episode that he dubbed me Grooch? When did that take place? It's been, it's, it's been over it's a It's been year. a long time. Uh, and uh, finally, how tall is Jordan Hall? Uh, I think we can get that, that actual number for you, but he fits a certain athletic profile, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Right, Jonesy? (gasps) That's the most important thing. It's the most important thing. I skipped someone, by the way. I'm going to add them quickly to Twitter Mm -hmm. questions. I don't think so. Yeah, no, no, no. And final, uh, next up from Spartan 18770, uh, is the fan... Is the fan divided on the neon uniform larger than the divided between conservatives and progressives? Okay, I'm sorry. If you can't, and now listen, I know we can't read and I know we can't write, but we also can't speak if you can't word your questions with even 40% grammatical oh, accuracy. Oh, no, no. We're not doing that. Question is, is the divide larger? Neons, no neons, plum. I thought you would enjoy this more. I just, I just, I think maybe it's between the poorly worded questions and Greg not being able to get there when he articulates them out loud. I just. So you, you were missing me when I went to get the beverage is what yes. you're telling me. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was the problem. We needed you. You were our only hope. I had to read and now look at what we've done. It's a disaster. Uh, I'm on board with this. I can actually see a situation where we, you know, let's be honest, uh, where Trump voters and Biden voters get together over their shared animosity of the neon uniforms. I it could this could be the one thing. I'm pro, you know I'm pro neon. I'm, I'm not afraid to say it. This podcast is pro neon. This podcast, Sans Mike Jones. No, I, I'm pro neon. Oh, you're pro neon, neon now. Yeah. Huh. No, I've always, I've I, I've always maintained that when the full neons are worn, they win. Uh, though apparently, so, uh, Matt Sheehan, friend of the pod, had Brian Lewerke on, who was asked about the neons and said that when Mark D'Antonio rolled them out, they all were like, "Hmm." (laughs) are we supposed to be excited? Is this a joke? What are we doing right now? But winning solves all of that. Uh, next up from starting 18770, it's been two and a half years. Why can't Tucker recruit the five stars and who can we get to replace him? SEC loyalist. Yeah. You know what? I was going to say that earlier. I, I've been uh, led to, uh, enjoy a certain lifestyle 
uh, Tuck. And when I didn't get my four star today, I got to say I was a little disappointed. You know, yeah. Greg was was wildly disappointed that there was no commit today. Yeah, yeah I need more star boys, and I need a five star boy. Five star boy, got to catch them all. Okay, yuck. Pokemon, go to the commitment page. No, no one likes that. No one. <laughs> Uh, next up and last up from Spartan 18770, why did Michigan cool on Jordan Hall and fuck Michigan? <laughs> also, I want to be clear, Spartan 18770, I love your commitment to the bit of always ending with fuck Michigan. Indeed. Uh, this episode and, is a lot of Michigan talk, by the way. <laughs> it, did you know that there's a whole uh, thread on Jordan Hall that it was... They actually cooled on this Jordan Hall, and there's another Jordan Hall. Another better Jordan Hall. It's a <laughs> multiverse situation. Uh, next up from Dan Hellpepper. And aside from the mealy mouth bloodthirst response to my question about. Uh, so, bl- is that a real word? Yeah, so Can someone plum, else answer this question. No, 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 plum, actually, I think this is good for you to jump in on. And aside in the mealy-mouthed, uh, both-siderist response to my question about the witch hunting of Amber Heard, you guys both you raises, guys you guys both cited him on uh, Amber Heard last week. The question of what famous people do you think are role models? No, I think that I don't have enough information beyond the fact that clearly two people were incredibly unkind in way unkind in ways that are not healthy or appropriate to each other. And that all came out in the court of public law. I was not dismissing what Johnny Depp did. But to say that she didn't do anything is also untrue. And we have evidence of those things. Correct. So, but I'm, I I guess, I wasn't on the jury and I, 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 I I will say, my sister, who I really love and respect, and I think has hot uh, has good takes ninety seven percent of the time, uh, was very very anti all of the media that I saw, which was castigating Amber Heard. I assumed, based on the media that I was consuming, that the Twitterverse and just the universe in general was 100% aligned against Amber Heard. Her, I mean, no yeah. one could defend the performance of her uh, attorney. She had she had terrible attorneys. And, oh, and, my God. You would think that with having that much money, you know, I mean, I guess she needs to go join this live golf tournament to get more money so she can hire better attorneys next time. But until then, you know. It's 54. She, I, think, I think Dan Hellpepper, instead of both siderists, we were neither siderist. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Oh, neither ciderus. That's that's the same thing. That's the same thing. No. Gotta choose a side. No, but how messed up is that? That in two abusers that I need to pick one of them? Yes, that is America now. Listen, if you're able to hold the tension between two difficult truths, you're an idiot. You know, that's maturity. We don't want that. It doesn't sell. Pass. Yeah. So you, Dan, I'm sorry. Do, I, I I I refuse to say that uh, that there wasn't. No. Well, the answer he's looking for the answer he's looking for is Meryl Streep. No one has assailed her credibility yet, and when they do, I'll fight them to the death. So that's how that one goes. Tom Hanks also probably. On the oh, list. maybe. Plum. Hit us with this Will next Smith, question. Let's move famously. on. Famously. 
Uh, all right, I'm going to ask this question. Jeffrey you Tubin. Tubing one another on the pod. Uh, uh, use of which Let's word causes you to judge here. a person more, adulting or networking? Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not engaging that. I think adulting. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, think it's adulting. I think it's mile. adulting by a mile, by a country mile, even. Cosby. That. I don't even know you? what the joke is. He's answering the question who his role models are. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cosby. He's, and he's got himself all worked up. I I was choosing to ignore Kevin Spacey. I really was going to give you that one. I thought maybe even the listener wouldn't really know what the hell you were talking about. <laughs> but you couldn't stop. Someone's adulting over there. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, from Dan Hellpepper, the wonderful rock band Wussy is a fine so- song called Pizza King, referencing the longtime Indiana pizza chain. Please, each of you, choose an artist to write a song about an East Lansing establishment that we all know and love, or maybe just know. <laughs> pizza House? I think yeah. the, the Verve Pipe has to come in <laughs> and do something about the riv <laughs> <laughs> that'd be good uh, maybe the ever all the events that preceded the freshman for the verve pipe all <laughs> happened at the riv so it's a prequel to the freshman i can't be held responsible she was ordering dollar slice <laughs> Boo. It's Rama. Boo. Can't be held responsible. It was Rama. Yeah. I just, I don't like, I, I don't like the tenor of any of these. No. It's just, all of this is definitely wrong. Uh, what wrong. do you guys got for this before we go on to the Shavut? Uh, Crunchies. Crunchies. Crunchies is a, just a good name. I think anyone could write a good song about that. You know? Gumbies. Alanis Morissette. Crunchies. Crunchies. Uh, all right. Who's up last? Shartvert. Last question, and then we're out of this. Should we take our time? Yeah, a little more. Just one question from last week, or from this week. When am I getting that password? It's already uh, in this- your inbox. It's already there. Go, go look for it. No, I honestly. You guys are both going right now into into messages to see if I sign it. That's I think great. we need to send it over to him, and we need to change it. So why is Bill Hader trending? Fuck. What is, why is Bill Hader? Oh, okay. No one has time for Bill Hader questions. Maybe a right new now. episode of Barry just dropped. Uh, yeah, Barry. Let's just choose to believe that that's what happened. Okay, it's fine. Fuck. All right. That would have been terrible. All right. Uh, Shartvert, uh, watch your inbox. We're going to change the password so that it's not the same as all of our other passwords. And you will have <laughs> and the password to the Instagram. All right. Gentlemen, Starboys are coming. Go green. Go white! Go white, gentlemen. Uh